This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to go to Isaiah 43, talk a little bit more about the new thing. And to the uh, title of today would be The Future Begins. You know, I, I want to clarify something here for you, though. God's purpose for us um, and, uh, and the context for us as a church, as a, uh, now, now I'm, I've been given a responsibility. Okay. See, you don't have any authority where you have no responsibility. And therefore, you, re- you really won't have any ability where you have no responsibility. Amen? And maturity is responsibility, growing in responsibility, prepared for uh, more responsibility. Amen? Now, uh, God's purpose for the, this thing about church, why uh, church? Because we, we really live in a the fastest growing segment of Christianity is a church less Christian you know and that's you know that's fine you know I mean there'll come to a point in uh, time when you realize that you know uh, sowing one acre isn't enough when you got a 10 acre need you know sometimes uh, less seems like more until you get to the place where you have to have the more and you only have the less. Let's move along here. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Uh, I want to give you God's purpose and, and, uh, for, uh, for a shepherd and for a pastor, teacher, and for God's people. One translation says that God gave. Everybody say God gave. Have you ever got a gift that you just wanted to re-gift? You just didn't feel like you needed that. Or you wanted that. But you know, God gave. It was God's idea to have shepherd and sheep, pastor and people. And the purpose of him doing that was, was the, the pastor is there to train, to equip, and to prepare, to make ready. Now listen, prepare is this idea of make ready beforehand. Okay? You know, many people live behind themselves where, where they're having to react to what the devil is doing because they're not responding to what God has done. They don't, we don't take advantage of the preparation time so that when we get to, quote, that time that God knew was coming... We're not prepared. Preparing is reading beforehand. And it's for this works of service. See? Ready beforehand for when it, whatever it is, at hand. All right? Now let me tell you this. Don't quit serving God. See? You know, you you don't, you don't quit working. 
Why? No working, no money, no eating, no nothing. So you don't quit serving God because it works the same way. I said it works the same way. You only need enough blessing for just you or you're for no more. You can't really be blessed till you make room for more. You prepare for more. You grow and enlarge to more. Amen. The trouble has not, uh, at times it's waylaid us, but it hasn't, you know, it hasn't stopped us. We're going to keep on serving God. Keep on serving God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Moving right along, I'm, on a, I'm trying to prepare you, see. Uh, and a lot of church in America is about being served. We're willing to do that. We want to serve you, to prepare you, to train you, to equip you so you can serve. God's purpose, all right? It, now, God's purpose for pastors and, uh, is to prepare people. And God's purpose for the people is to be prepared for the works of service that God has called them to do. Which is to live lives that glorify and honor God and be a witness to his goodness and glory and to bring more people to him. Amen. Pretty simple. All right. Uh, listen, everything we do is preparatory is to get you ready to set you up for success. We, along with God, it's the, it's, it is... I'll tell you the difference between winning and losing is in the preparation. It really is. The difference between uh, failing and succeeding is in the preparation. How many of you ever passed a test you prepared for? Failed the test you didn't prepare for? Amen. But we fail forward, don't we? We fought, We fail forward. Praise the Lord. Well, I won't do that again. I, now I know what the right answer is. Amen. You, if you're ever going to succeed, you're going to have to embrace failure. You don't stay in failure. Failure's not your friend in the thing that it's a constant com- companion. It just simply becomes a stepping stone to help you to be better. And we can all be better. We can all do better. We can all have better. Better is a thing that we, uh, that's the, the target. That's the aim in our life. Amen. You don't ever want to get to the place where you, you're, you know, Here's a locator for us is that, well, I'm better than that. I'm better than them. I'm better. Don't stop there now. They're still best than as it should be. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You know, the religious folks thought they were better than Jesus, didn't they? And here was the thing. They said, Jesus, you're a sinner. You hang out with sinners. First it was you hang out with sinners. Then you're a sinner. Then you're not just a sinner. You're the devil. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Thank God all those people stopped going to Jesus' meetings and all the sinners came and miracles happened. Amen. Can you see the progression? Remember, one finger pointed. If all you ever see is the sin, you will miss the grace. Because where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So if all you're stuck on is the sin... And most times we're stuck on other folks' sin instead of our. Well, I got I to gotta go, okay, amen. The future begins. Right? That's helpful. You can instruct wise people, they'll become wiser. Fools, you can beat them to a pulp and they won't change. Amen. And we get to choose whether we're wise or foolish, don't we? 
Look at your neighbor and say, I think you're wise. If you're not, wise up right now. All right. Here's the opportunity today to be prepared. You know, amen. Uh, so take the preparation. This uh, Isaiah, the 40, 43, uh, over here in round verse 18, it says, Forget about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. Now, this is a statement, but it's probably more of a question. What is the answer for you or for I today? Uh, Is it someday or today? Now, the message... Bible is what we just read out of, and God says, be alert, be present, be here, be now, be today with God. I mean, he's making a statement, but it's really a question uh, in our lives and for our lives. said, I'm about to do something brand new. It's time to do the new, the brand new. Now, let me let you in on what is brand new. It's, It's what you never knew before, so don't bring... Forget about what has happened. That doesn't have context in what is happening and about to happen that God's new. It's brand new. It's something you never knew. The most dangerous place to be in is that we, is that we think we know and we really don't. Listen, when God says something brand new, you know, I mean, they, you could have told this to people riding on the Pony Express, trying to get mail from the East Coast to the West Coast, that someday all you'd have to do is send a text message on a cell phone. And they would go, say what? Brand new. Forget about the old. I mean, you know, hit your pony to the post, honey. Let's, let's get the little device. Is the new most times where, where God is concerned better? It's not a trick question. It really isn't. Is the new better? Is what God has done, you know, what God, uh, because of what God has done in, in making progress uh, in our lives, isn't it, isn't it better uh, uh, to live in the day that we're living in when more and more and more of the glory of God is filling the whole earth? God is more accessible. God, you can know as much as you want to know now versus years and years and years ago. Folks didn't know. It had not been yet revealed. It wasn't here. And here God is saying, this, he said, he asked some questions. He said this, uh, he's speaking to us. So li- first of all, this is a live promise. Amen. Now, these are all promises. This is all of what God has said. But a live promise becomes when God is saying this now. This is what I'm saying now. Let me help you a little bit further. The, the word is considered seed. It's interactive with seed. Jesus taught about the word seed of God and the life being in that seed. When, when, the, when the seed of a live promise finds good soil, a receptive and perceptive, a believing heart that's ready to do it, then what God is saying now, see, it goes to the it goes to the next thing. He goes, it's bursting out. There is a there is a conception and a germination 
There is really a, an explosion of a revelation in our heart. From the translation that comes a revelation. The translation of the Holy Spirit from the written word to God speaking this word now becomes a revelation. I see it. I see it. It's bursting out. Can you see this progression? He says, I'm about to do something new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? Don't you see it? And those are, those are, that's a question on top of a statement. God says, this is what I'm doing. Do you see it? The question, let me, let me ask you this question. Are you looking for God? Are you looking? Are you looking for what God is doing? His will and his way for your life. Listen, he is the master. He's the author, the creator of all life. In him is like the Bible says, he that has the son has life. He that doesn't have the son, it doesn't have life. Now, you know, you could have had Jesus. Are you listening? I had a wife. No, I still got a wife. I still got Sandy. I have her as my wife, present. With me now, doing life together. I don't just have a memory of how it used to be when we got married the day we got married. And when I visited her on Christmas and Eastern, and you know what i The most important things, I sent her a card, made sure she knew I was still, Hey, I'm still here, your husband, remember? <laughs> Listen, we don't want to live on, I, I, I cannot live today on, what, on the memory of what I ate yesterday. I'm going to eat something today. I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be to the happening now in my life. Same thing with God. Amen. He has a master plan for man, for mankind. God is the master because he was the creator. It originated. All of us, everything and everyone originated from him. And he has a master plan. The Bible says uh, for everything and everyone, but also for you, for me. He says, there it is. Now, now that's my problem. See, I keep looking and looking and looking, and I told God what to do, and he had not done it yet. Since when do we get to tell God what to do? Does the servant tell the master, you do this, you do that? Does the pot say to the clay, why have you made me this way? He's the creator. Now don't get confused with it. There's a devil. Don't get confused that the, the devil, you know. And I heard this while they were talking, you know, and funny that me and Pastor Sandy mentioned money because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, you know. It's a thing when you when ministers mention money, so. But anyway, I kind of got a chuckle, because it's like you don't mind the devil messing with your money, but don't don't let God tell a minister to mess with your money. Keep keep whoever it is that you want messing with your money. You can't serve two masters, so whoever you want messing with your money, serve that one. Anyway, moving right along. And it just, you know, that was, you know what? That's kind of like the cilantro on top of the taco. 
It just takes it to a whole nother level, doesn't it? Some of, little, some of these little garnishes that we go, oh, oh, I wish he'd move on. The offering's over. Not really. Not really because we offer God everything. We're offering God our whole life. He just said, you're not going to flip God a tip and think he's impressed. Amen. Are you listening? We don't teach that you, that you buy your way into or out. Amen. Us and our, when we have that attitude, us and our money perish with us. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you just get free where money is concerned, amen, you can have plenty of it. As long as you're all bound up, you know, I mean, God's not going to help you kill your own self. Amen. Oh, I take way too much time where that's concerned. All right, there it is. Well, what's he talking about? He wrote it all out. What's he talking about? He's talking about the new thing. It's, it was an, it's the announcement of it, but it's the plan of the master is right here. It's all written out. You're in a generation that actually has a copy of it. Many different, said many different ways, many very different, you know, in everyday language. But there it is, the master's plan. There's the setup for your success. There's the new thing. That God, you know, and now listen, you know, uh, hey, this, this word is new every day of your life, new every, every moment of eternity. This word is new because once we think we know it all, listen, know him, he do know it all. And boy, he will show you all of it. I mean, about the time the Bible says that, that, that we're gonna, that he's gonna spend the eternity unfolding the manifold, hold that, wisdom of his grace. Alright? Beforehand, he put it all together, packaged it up, are you listening? Saved it up for you, and then we get this little thing that we, that we think, oh man, I know it all. And God says, oh wait a minute, I'll take forever to unfold all of it. The whole picture, the whole picture, see, you, you gotta embrace all of it. First thing you gotta do is embrace it. You don't know it all, but I got it all. I know it all. I already planned it all. And when you get, you're gonna go, wow. And he go, you think that's big. Watch how this fits into that. And you're gonna go, wow. And he go, now listen. See, I folded all that up. I'm gonna unfold the rest of it throughout eternity. Goodness sakes. Are you listening? I mean, you, you know, listen, you're way thinking too small if you think you know it all. I'll tell you you're smaller still if you think that you know it all. I'm not going to follow somebody that don't know more than me. See, some people come uh, to church because, because they want to position themselves to know more than the pastor. You're in the wrong church. You should be somewhere where they actually, where, where they actually do know more than you. Amen. Well, you don't know it all. Careful of that. Be careful of that. That kind of stuff will get you flipped upside down. It won't get me flipped upside down. It'll get you flipped upside down the bathtub. Amen. Are you listening? Sheep don't correct shepherds. Other shepherds correct shepherds. See, see, we answer to, we answer to a, a man because we're, we're subject 
and submitted to a man who is submitted to Jesus, who is submitted to people that are over him. Amen. Are you listening? So if you think we're in the wrong, just pray for us. If we know you're in the wrong, we pray for you. Afford us the same thing. You don't want your prayers that are wrong bouncing back on you because they're not going to light on me. Or other folks. Amen. You know, they were praying Jesus would slip up so they could kill him. <laughs> well, they got him, didn't they? Not exactly. He kind of slipped through there. And it wound up being worse than it was at the beginning. Amen. You just don't want to be in that kind of a pile. Amen. Now, why would you say that? It says sometimes people need to be corrected. Are you listening? If you're one of those people that need to be corrected, be wise and be corrected. If you're not, oh well. Amen. Stay in the stuff. But you won't stay here and you won't stay long. Why would you? Why would you follow someone that you think is a fool? That you see as a sinner? That's going to that's gonna wind up a devil? That's going to wind up somebody that you think you should kill? That's the progression of it. Amen? Hallelujah. How does the, uh, how's the shepherd profit by killing all the sheep? <laughs> We're not against you. We're here for you to prepare you. Set you up for success. Amen? Are you hearing? But you've got to be able to take an instruction and a correction. You've got to be able to change. You've got to be willing to change. And when you're willing to change, it's not a big issue. It's not so much of an issue. Amen? Let me help you out. If you sit there and have to judge everything I say... Everything that I say, you can't just open up your heart and receive it. You know, I mean, we got to work around the rocks and the weeds and the bottle caps and the, you know, and the dog doo-doo and all that other stuff. <laughs> devil dog doo-doo, you know what I'm saying. Are you listening? You're just letting the devil crap on your deal. See, you know. Oh, I guess this seed will grow in dog doo-doo, but it won't go very far. Amen. All right, there it is. He wrote it all out. He planned it out beforehand and he put it within reach of your and my hand. Every seed that will meet every need, these are words of life and they're words for life. He purposed the life that he purposed, planned and provided masterfully and completely, personally for you. Let me tell you what God wants for mankind and that means that he wants this for everyone, everywhere. He wants folks to know him. Even folks you look at and you think there ain't no way they're ever going to want to know him back. Well, you and I were there one time. Isn't that right? But God wants people to know him. He is not satisfied that anyone would just know about him and presume upon him. And I'll tell you what, now that's religious, see? You know, I, every religion of the world is people say, well, I know God, I know about God. Let me tell you about God. The difference in the reality uh, between reality and religion is that not, God says you are to have a personal relationship with me and know me intimately. Into me, see. You see. Into me. You know my heart. Many people are just seeking his hand. You're aiming too low. Get his heart. You've got his hand. Get his heart. Find out his heart for you. God is way more for you than anything or anyone that would be against you. 
Are you listening? And if everything and anyone, every everything and everyone seems against you, listen. I'll tell you who is against you. It's the devil. Why are you hanging out on that side of things where he's lying to you and tell you everyone and everything is against you? I'm not even going to be on that side of the line anymore. Come on up out of that. Come a little further up the road, amen? Why live your, your whole life in the negative when there's the positive over here on this side? When there's the plus on this side? When there's righteousness here on this side? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you what, we need to be ready for the devil. I don't need to be ready for the devil. I'm being prepared for the works of service. Part of that works of service, I'm armed and dangerous. You get in my way, you are going away. Understand, Mr. Devil? I'm not looking for you. I know you're out there, but I'm going to tell you what now. See, I'm going to build the fence. I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to have the shotgun. I'm going to, I'm going to be awake and alert. I'm going to be ready. Absolutely. I'm not scared where that is concerned, but I'm not going to stay up every night worrying that you're stupid enough to cross the line. If you cross the line, it's a tripwire, and, and God will blow you up before I ever get there. And I'll wake up and go, what was that? And God goes, go back to sleep. Rest. I've got it all under control. And see, I don't need to stay up worrying because I prepared together as a joint heir and a co-laborer with God. Yeah, I remember that we did build the fence. Yeah, the shotgun's right there. Yeah, the, the, the ammo's right there. Yeah, everything's in place. You know, it's all there. Oh, go back to sleep. God, you got this. God, go, that's right. You know, you need to get to the place where you grow up enough where God doesn't just have to say, I got this. He'll, he, he, you grow up to the place where he says, you know, we got this. We got this. We got this. Because we're working together. You know, life with God's a lot better than life with, without God. God wants you to know him personally and intimately. Amen. I mean, he wants you to know him. He wants everybody to know him. He's concerned with the 99 that do, but he's more concerned with the, those that don't. Boy, that's a, that's a shift, isn't it? Funny thing about the 99 that do, we just assume that everybody's just like me and you, that they're safely in the master's plan and care. That's just not true. You know, how many grandkids we have? About. No, how many do we have? Seven. We know the number. Well, one of them come up missing. That's okay. We got six others. I mean, we're about there. You know, it's all right. God wants everyone to know him. God wants everyone to find freedom. From what? From the falsehoods. You know, there are false measures. There are dark detours and, that are dead ends. There's the world's way and there's God's way. There's the world's systems and there's God's systems. There's the world's kingdoms with a, with a ruler over that kingdom. And there's God's kingdom with King Jesus. And we are all subject to whose ever kingdom we're in. The Bible says that, 
that salvation is is like unto this, that in a moment God will translate you out of the kingdom of darkness and translate you into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus. Let me ask you which kingdom. You know, and, and here's a test of freedom. Just, you know, just try to walk in a little more light. Just try to know God a little more than you do right now. Just move towards God. And you'll find out whether or not you have freedom. Amen. Discover purpose. That's the third thing. Discover purpose. You know, life has meaning. There's a meaning for your life. And it's found in what matters most. You know, we really don't want to get a major degree in our lifelong learning process. (laughs) You know, uh, in the minors that don't really matter. And it is a lifelong learning process. We want to major on the main thing. On the main thing. The purpose for your life is the main thing. Know God. And make him known. The last thing that uh, this is, uh, the bigger picture for us is that God wants us to make a difference. You know, real fulfillment and satisfaction in our life only comes from making a difference. It's not what we take, but what we give. Let me give, let you a little progression here. Your struggle, your personal struggle in life is your story. Your story, your story is supposed to become your contribution. And your contribution will be your legacy. It will be what you leave for others. Amen. Promise. Uh, we have a promise in uh, over in uh, uh, the first part of uh, Isaiah here, 43. It says that God will give us people for our lives. We say that a lot around here. It says, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. You know, giving our life to God, God will take our life and multiply it and increase it. You know, in, uh, in helping others, in sharing that same struggle with others that, who have the same story. Maybe different characters and circumstance, but the storyline is the same. Amen. Nations in exchange for your life. What a, keep, keep our eye on the end goal. You know, a lot of times what, what, the end goal is not how you feel or how you are right now or you being completely happy and never having any problems. That's not the real world to begin with. That certainly isn't the kingdom of God. Are you listening? And when, but when we make it all about us, boy, how small we become. How small our world becomes. See? See, yes, it is all about you, but not only you. And there's the choice. See, great and greater. It's great that we know God. It's greater to make God known. It's great that you're blessed. It's greater to be a blessing to others for for God. That they would know him as well. We're called to greater works. We're not just called to the great. We serve a great king. It's a great life. Isn't this great? Absolutely. All of those things. But there's a greater still. There's a greater work. 
that you're called to. You're called to work. Work. You're called to, to work for God. I especially challenge you younger generations. I want to challenge the older generations that somehow you've just stopped working. You, the world stops working. Now I do just what I want to do. I, you know, listen. When we hooked up with God, we don't get to do just what we want to do. We'll get to do all that we can, you know, I mean, uh, all the need and want thing. But all of that is serving a greater purpose. I'm never going to stop working for God. I'm never going to be without, you know, uh, uh, being sourced because I am hitched up to, I'm always employed. Amen. Some of you are so afraid of, you know, that your employer is going to fire you because, you know, you take a stand for God. It's like, you know, I've done that before. He said, you know, we signed your paycheck. I said, yeah, you signed a paycheck, but God's the bank, Bubba. I'm not being mean, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, he can use any old rubber head to sign the paycheck. But I work for God first, you second. You're blessed if I work for you. And if you don't want that, fine. I do what you tell me six days a week, 12 hours a day. But you know what? On Wednesday, we're going to have a little pause here because I'm going to church. We're going to have a little pause on Sunday because I'm going to church. Because I got to go serve him. I'm going to serve him. That's the purpose of my life. Now, whether you want to know that or not, I'm still making him known because I do know him. See, I, I know who my source is. Moving right along. All right, guys, we got to close this. Pastor Ron, why don't you come up? We'll close with Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. I want to read this. Uh, 10, actually, it says, This is God's word on the subject. 29 and 10, Message Bible. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up. Let me paraphrase this. When the time's up, I'll show up and not a minute before. We need to know what time it is. And I'll tell you what time it is. God says, so step up to the setup. See? Well, in, in, case, in case you're questioning God, and we do, don't we? We have to learn to trust God. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, don't let all those so-called preachers and, and know-it-alls who are all over the place take you in with their lies. Don't pay attention to the fantasies that keep coming up to please you. There are a bunch of liars preaching lies and claiming I sent them, I never sent them. Believe me, God's decree, that's verses 8 through 9. Skip down here a little bit. He says, I'm going to do what I promise. I'm going to come, I'm going to care for you. I'm going to take care of you. I've got it all planned out. I have it all planned out. Everybody say, all planned out. Wouldn't that be a master plan? Isn't the master talking? He's saying, I have a master plan. Then he breaks it down, though, and he says this. The master plan, he says, breaks down to the plans to take care of you personally. Plans to not abandon you. I, I don't want you to have to figure this thing out all by yourself. You were never meant to do this all by yourself. You're not that brilliant yet. Oh, but you will be. Because if you hang around the wise, you will become wise. If you get in the light as he is in the light, Jesus will light up your life. And you'll be a light to others. 
Oh, behold, what just one little small match can cause and create in the darkness. What a little matter. Because it does matter, doesn't it? These little things. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Let me ask you, where are you hoping? This hope is the windshield. You'll never find hope in the rearview mirror. It's done. It's gone. Can't be changed. It happened. What's next is out in front of you. And God puts a hope out in front of us. You know what hope is in the Bible definition of hope? A blueprint. I have plans to give you the future you hope for. The future you're hoping for. Get up on into hope with God. See? Abraham hoped against natural hope. He grabbed a hold of spiritual supernatural hope. God showed him a picture. Look, God, I don't have any children. He said, look up at the stars. That's my blueprint for your life. Go down to the seashore. Begin to count the grains of sand. That's my blueprint for your life. You're telling me your little picture. I'm showing you my bigger picture for your life. I have plans to prosper you. I have plans. The prosperity I want for you is the future you hope for. You hoping for anything? Are you just going through the motions? You hope to be anything, do anything, have anything to show for your life for God? Or is it just, well, when I get the new house, I'll serve God. When I get the new car, when I get to here, when I get, better better be here, present, alert to the new thing. Because there it is. There it is right there. God says, now is when I need you. Now is when I need somebody. Now, the only prayer I'm listening to from the church. See, some of you are praying that people will go. Be careful because you will be the one that goes. We're praying for people to come. And, and we can't qualify them because, see, the first people that are invited are not worthy of it. They have an excuse. They're too good. You know, this and that and every other thing. thing. So God says, go out and beat the bushes. Get everybody that nobody wants to come. Go get the un, go invite those that were not important enough to invite. They didn't make the quote honored guest list. Go find them. They're going to have tattoos and different color hair and rings where God only knows where. I remember one time one girl said she had a ring somewhere. She goes, you want to see it? No, baby. I trust you. You, you and God keep that one a secret. Amen. They're not going to be. You know what they're going to look like in this day of great grace? Because this is the message of this place. Great grace and greater love. Better take the grace for yourself so that you can give the grace to other people when we're not giving grace to other people are you listening look at them there's sin there now they're the sinner now they're the devil and we got to get rid of the devil oh boy what a thought process there are you listening we might can get away with that to some degree but I'm going to tell you what now Jesus said you start messing with my little ones 
And it would be better. You'd be better off. Your end is not as good as that as that beginning for you. I'll tell you that right now. And who are these little ones? They're going to, you know, they don't know. They poop their britches. They, you, you try to change them. They, they pee all over the place. They throw up. I mean, you're just, they'll eat and you're burping them and bleh, all over you. They wake up in the middle of the night. They're needy. They're greedy. They're needy and greedy. They're sucking the life out of me. Yeah, you got life. Give it to them. Then go get some more. Then go get some more life. Because they're his little ones. They're his family. Amen. Careful what you touch and how you touch it. Amen. Because God is the ultimate judge. And I'm very satisfied that if you sown a good seed, you'll reap a good harvest. If you haven't, you'll still reap a harvest of the seed that you sow if you don't start allowing God to plow that stuff up get rid of that kind of stuff amen the attitudes and stuff now I'm going to tell you what now God's not going to send them in if you're going to run them off why would he send precious people that Jesus died for paid such a price for to people that Anyhow, are you hoping for a future that's better, that's more than and greater than your present? Here's how. The Bible goes down to say this. God said this. When you call, when you come and pray, when you come looking, and when you get serious, when you call to me, when you come looking for me, when you get serious about finding me, And when you want me more than anything else. Now let's be honest today. Can you say that for your life? Because anything that's competing will probably be pruned. Anything that's set before God. God will set himself against that. Because he really wants all of you. He said, I'll listen. I'll answer. And here's the answer. You won't just hear me, you'll see me. There it is. If you hear the live promise, I'm doing a brand new thing. It's bursting forth. Can you see it? Can you see what I'm telling you? Because the way that God works is you'll see He'll confirm what he's telling you by showing you. He said, you'll you'll see, you'll find me, and I'll make sure that you won't be disappointed. What a setup for success. What a setup for success. Amen. Let me ask you, will you step up? Pastor, that's why I'm here. I'm trying to decide someday. No, I'm asking you, will you step up today? See, somehow somehow success has to find the rope that throws a noose around someday and pulls it into today. Today, I see it. I, 
I hear it. I don't see it all, but I see what I see, and I'm going to step up to that. Listen, it all starts this so great a salvation with a simple prayer that's meant from the heart, from your heart to his heart. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed, and all I'm asking you is that is you let the Holy Spirit search your heart. You search your heart together with Him. Are you holding out on God? Because you feel like God's holding out on you. Wasn't that the original lie? Wasn't that how the devil got in originally? Because he told he told Eve, he goes, you know, God is holding out on you. Let me ask you again, are you holding out? holding back on God because you feel like God is holding out or holding back on you. Oh honey, it's all yours, Jesus. All God's promises. This so great a salvation. Life, life, and more life, the Bible says. It's all yours. Salvation is all-inclusive. It's a brand new heart and a brand new life and a brand new thing and a brand new start. It's deliverance from your enemies. It's healing for all your sickness and disease. It's wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. It's good success and things going well for you and a fruitful and a productive life of fullness and overflow. It's people for your life for eternity. It's righteousness, it's peace, it's joy. Full of glory and joys unspeakable forevermore in His presence together with God forever. That's what's available to us. A simple prayer. Let's pray it together if you're ready today. My purpose here was to make you ready. Maybe to plow some ground and hit a few rocks and turn up some stuff that's been stuck and covered for years. It doesn't belong there. It's, it, it needs to come out. But it can't be changed unless it's confronted. Some things need to change, perhaps, for a few people here today. So let's pray this prayer. God, God I, accept your setup, I accept your setup, and I step up, I step up to you as my master, to you as my, master my, maker, my maker, my creator. My creator. Now make me, new, make me new, brand new for you, brand new for you in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if you're serious... You'll never be the same from now on. Let me encourage you to follow Jesus. If you decided to follow Jesus today for the very first time, let me encourage you to follow Jesus from now on and all the days of your life. If you are already here and you've been following Jesus, let me, let me encourage you to follow him more closely than ever before. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.